0: Up, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Man, I started that late. Whatever, I started that intro late. Welcome to the Liberty Minded Podcast, formerly known as the Right Wing Vegan Podcast. I am your host, Scott, and we've got a wild ride today, folks. we got a wild ride we're going to take together. It's going to be a little train ride. I'm going to be your conductor, and I'm going to take you through the madness of the world. But before I do, thank you for joining me on this ride. So happy to be here with you today. And hopefully more often, I know I say that a lot, I'll record one episode, and then I go away, and then I come back, and then I go away, and then I come back, and then I go away. But you know, the truth is, as I've said before, and I'll say again, life gets busy, this shit is honestly depressing. Like, you can't follow the news, like, all the time. Like, I don't know, there, there are people who do this, this all the time, like Tim Pool, and Shout out to Tim by the way. He's got a new single out. Only Ever Wanted. You should go download it and support Tim and the people over there over at Timcast. He's doing good things. Um song might not be your cup of tea the song. The song was not my cup of tea. I downloaded it though cuz I want to support the boy. But the song is just not my not my cup of tea. Um but anyways, there are some people like him and others who follow this shit religiously, and it's just like, man, how do you do that and not get depressed? How do you do that and not think the world the world is ending or something, man? Because I read some of these news articles. I read what's going on out there. I read the stuff that people are just okay with in this world, in this life, in this universe that we all share together, and I am just confounded Um I'm just, I'm perplexed. I'm all kinds. There's, there's a lot of adjectives that you could use to describe me. Um, but I want to start with a story from project Veritas. Actually, this is the post-millennial reporting on, um, project Veritas. And, uh, the story is breaking project. Veritas exposes woke assistant principal bragging about indoctrinating kids, refusing to hire Catholic teachers. And I'm going to link this in the description of this podcast so if you want to go and read the article yourself, you are more than than welcome to. And what and, and I want to give you a little context and background here in case you don't know what in case you don't know what Project Veritas is or in case you don't know what I'm talking about here, what they do, how their methodology strategies align with how they get the the breaking stories that they do. So they send investigative journalists out and a lot of times they go undercover, and sometimes what they'll do, and this is like, alpha. This is like, um, just alpha brain shit, man. You know what I mean? But anyways, they'll they'll send like pretty women out, and these pretty women will have tender profiles. Because like I take a big gulp, these 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 pretty women will create tender profiles and they'll lure these men to go out on dates with them, and then these men will just for some reason that I will never understand espouse all of their deep secrets to these pretty women who are wearing cameras at the time that they do this. Now, you might hear me say this and you might think, boy, that's kind of shitty, man. That's kind of shitty, Scott. Why would anybody do that? Hey, you know what? It's investigative journalism, bro. This is the type of stuff journalists used to do to get the scoop. Now, you might think this is a problem and maybe it is maybe it is a little scummy maybe it's a little weird but we need people getting these stories because the mainstream media they ain't doing it they're ignoring the situation that's going on and then demonizing these parents and if you only ever watched mainstream media you would think these parents are kind of kind of assholes man these parents are kind of assholes you know they don't want to be involved and then all of a sudden now they want to be involved and tell the teachers how to do their jobs that would be your opinion if you only consumed mainstream media, but if you actually consume some other forms of media, if you found some independent journalism to 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 view, you might have a different opinion. But anyways, I'm gonna read you this article from the Post Millennial, and then I got some comments on it in uh, a new video released by. Oh, and by the way, this is um this is Hannah Nightingale over at the Post Millennial. Shout out to Hannah Nightingale. In a new video released by Project Veritas on Tuesday, the assistant principal of Koss Cobb Elementary School in Connecticut was captured, boasting about how he doesn't hire Catholic teachers and how the teachers at the school sneak liberal ways of thinking into their teaching methods. Very interesting. So here's a quote. You're teaching them how to think. That's it. It doesn't matter what they think about it. If they think about it in a logical, progressive way, that becomes their habit. Jeremy Boland was captured saying in an undercover conversation with a Project Veritas journalist. He continues. So you kind of like gear them to think in a more liberal way. Actually, this is the Project Veritas journalist asking this question. She says, he, she, or he. She, or he? Monkeypox recipient, potentially, this dude? She says, they say, so you kind of like gear them to think in a more liberal way? And he replies with, yes. And then he later adds, "Believe it or not, the open-minded, more progressive teachers are actually more savvy about delivering a democratic message, without really having to mention their politics." I want to look, I want to stop for a second. Democratic message. What does that mean? And then he goes on to. He 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 combines the words liberal with democratic. And I also want to say that like. Liberal and leftism aren't even, they're not even comparable terms, all right? What this dude is talking about is indoctrinating these kids with leftism. Liberalism is is what we, we hear at the um, Liberty Minded Podcast, myself, you know, that's like thinking in terms of liberty, right? Freedom. But this whole leftist movement is not about freedom. It's about authoritarianism. It's about, you will do things our way. Or we will crush you. That's the mentality. And you can see here, this is a principle. So next, you know, this is a principle of an element. Uh, Was it elementary school? Right, elementary school, Coscob Elementary School in Connecticut. This is a principle of that school telling you straight out, not even hiding it, not even burying it, not even trying to pretend like it's not a thing that they're doing. And he's flat out telling you, like, no, when we hire teachers, bro. We are hiring teachers who are leftists, okay? The blue-haired weirdos who are on TikTok talking about how they gay up their classrooms, that's what this dude is talking about. He's talking about when we interview teachers, we are specifically looking for these types of people because these types of people can, can push that message to our kids without our kids realizing and being able to go home and talk to their parents about it, that we are pushing this message. Now I got to ask you especially if you're a parent and you're listening to this podcast I got to ask you what do you think about this how do you feel about this you okay with that are you okay that this potentially might be happening in your school and don't think that if you live in a red county in a red city in a red state in a red town that this shit can't happen to your school because there are plenty of people who live in West Virginia right now in a very red area who are dealing with this this type of methodology infecting their their world I live in a very rural community and you start you're, we're starting to see this shit infect our our kids and our schools and the reason is is because these people, these teachers, you know they might not live where you live, but they might teach there. A lot of these teachers come out of school and they need a job and they'll take whatever job they can get, even if it's in Podunk rural town like where I live. They're just looking for a job and they're going to bring their values, their university values with them to your local school district. And we're going to talk about this on the other end of the break. So we will be right back and we're going to continue on talking about on the back half of the show, what's going on in schools right now. Cause it's, it's sickening and it's just, it's kind of hard to deal with. So on the back half of the break, we will be back to talk about this. Stay with us, baby. Don't you go anywhere because it's going to get hot and heavy. Folks, listen if you're looking for that great last minute Christmas gift, you should head on over to Style by Us on Etsy.com. That's right, Style by Us, a great conservative. Co- company with great conservative ownership and they're going to do they do these scrabble boards where they spell out your family's name it's a beautiful thing style by us over on etsy.com if you want to support a business with your values that's where you do it link in the description Um, it is a great company I can vouch for it trust me all right we're rounding back here rounding back here after that ad for style by us and you really ought to go check them out man they're a great company. They make these cool decor things that you can put on the wall. They look so nice. They they do these things with burlap. Um, actually, I shouldn't say they. I pretend like I don't own the company, bro. Me and my wife own the company. So if you want to support us, go on over there, Style by Us on Etsy.com. Mention that you you heard about it on this podcast, and we will uh, we'll work out a discount for you. So so there you go. We'll probably throw a little ten percent in there for you for free. And you can get these things. They're they're beautiful. I'm telling you, my, my, my wife, she does excellent work on these items. And if you want to support people who think like you do, that's a good place to do it. Anyway, so we were talking about schools, particularly this Project Veritas expose. But the funny thing is, if you've been paying attention, you don't need Project Veritas to tell you this. Like, this is not a shocking thing to you, right? Like, you... You've seen these school board meetings. You've heard about trans kids. You know that that ideology is infecting groups, particularly groups of girls. And it has a parasitic nature to it where one girl will do it, and then all of a sudden, all the girls in the social group are doing it. And it, 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 it spreads similarly to like anorexia and stuff like that. You really, And I'm gonna tell you right now, man, Abigail Schreier's book, Irreversible Damage, is a phenomenal book. And it's one that you should absolutely read, particularly if you're a parent of a of a young girl, you should read that book, because that book will scare the hell out of you. It'll it'll shock the daylights into you, and you will be very cognizant after reading that book about what is going on in your daughter's life life, and you should be. But this is this is sort of the plan, right? Because, you know, one of the biggest pushbacks I get on things when I talk about, man, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. People will always say to me, they'll say, well, Scott, listen, bro, liberals aren't having kids, dude, you know, whether it be for global warming or because they just can't find anybody to love them or because they'd rather have about 50 to 100. um, And I think I said liberals, leftists. I got to stop doing that. Leftists. We got to control that that vocabulary. Leftists are not having kids. They care about the climate climate change so the big myth and they care about it very much and they they think by not having kids they're helping the environment they're also making themselves sick by not eating enough protein um, but that's a whole different thing isn't it and so they're not having kids and so I'm constantly told oh Scott you just gotta wait bro these people aren't having kids they're not you know eventually this ideology is just gonna die off But the truth is they don't need to have kids because they're coming for your kids. That's their thought process. You know, they can help save the environment and at the same time just indoctrinate your kids through school, through public school, through the universities, through all of that. And they don't have to worry about it. And before you know it, you know, because your baby girl, your little baby girl that you love so much, eventually she's going to get to that stage of her life where she wants to rebel against her parents. We all do it. We all go through that stage, right? It's the reason why so many kids start smoking, right? Social pressure and just rebellion, which is like natural human brain development. And these people know how to prey on that. That's where the term groomer came from, right? And then groomer was banned on YouTube because they said it was anti-gay, which to me is pretty funny. It's funny to me that you conflate all gay people with pedos. And by banning the word groomer, that's what you're doing, right? It can't be an anti-gay word if all gay people ain't groomers. So that to me is like, why would you do that? But either way, that's what they did. They banned it. But that's what it is. It's grooming, right? So they, they know this and they prey upon this and they know, and you can, you can find it. Like go online and look at this shit. Like they will prey on young girls and then what they'll do is they'll find, you know, cause when you're a young girl, I mean, I'm not, I never have been, but from, you know, what I hear it's a harder time for a young girl than it is for a young boy. Like you can be picked on for a boy. It can be pretty shitty, but girls are ruthless, bro. And when girls pick on you, that shit does not stop at physical violence. Girls are ruthless. They will come for your shit. And with social media, that that is like never ending, man. That is never ending. They will come for you, and it you can't leave. You can't go home from school and get away from it. That shit follows you. So so you know it's tough for be for girls and girls will look for acceptance they will look to fit in they will look for community and social groups and these groomers they they know that so they create these spaces for girls and they say oh you know you don't feel comfortable in your own body cuz you're going through these changes maybe maybe have you ever thought about maybe you're a boy maybe you're a boy you like boy stuff right like you like marvel you like comics well that's a boy thing like maybe you're a boy and then the girls are like oh shit and then they And then, so they start small too. They'll be like, why don't you try on these boys' clothes? And let's see how you feel. And then the girl will try it on. And then all these people online will tell this girl. And other people have talked about this. I'm not the first person to talk about this. But other, you know, they'll see this girl in the boy clothes and they'll just compliment the shit out of them. So you'll have endless streams of compliments. Like, oh my God, look how good you look. Holy shit. And you're building this young girl's self-esteem. And then what happens is then you take it a step further. Somebody says, oh, well, you felt good in boys' clothes. Why don't you think about like taking hormones or something and then the girl's like, I don't know I'll take hormones and she takes hormones she talks about it and everybody's just compliment oh my God look you look so much better you seem so much happier and it just that cycle continues on and on and on until the girl has freaking top surgery and these surgeons will do it they'll do it on children now like 13 year olds and she's ruined her life because what we've found with, with the, what the but studies are showing now. What the, da- the data, they like to point to the data. What the data shows is that detransitioners are very suicidal. So, I, so you know, diving into somebody's psychosis and saying we're just going to affirm it actually has more of a negative impact on the person than maybe trying to get that person back to reality at a younger age. And the reality simply is, you know... You're a boy, you're a boy, you're a girl, you're a girl. And that's not in every case. There are situations where people are gender dysphoric and the best treatment for those people is transition. But that decision should be made when you are an adult. When you are an adult. And you can make these types of decisions yourself for yourself. Not some parent who ends up making this decision for you Um, because they think it's best because they suffer from Munchausen's or because they want the attention, the social attention. It's, It's actually quite sick. All this is going on under our nose. Meanwhile, we're arguing about things like racism and stuff that really, in all honesty, is like first world problem, especially in today's United States of America. The fact that Every single company in the world now has a cultural diversity and inclusion group. Tells me that the people who think they're oppressed aren't quite as oppressed. If you go into one of those meetings with a differing opinion, good luck for you. I hope you survive because you probably won't. You'll be ostracized, which tells me again who really is re- oppressed here. Is it the people who who are getting everything catered to them or is it you know the people with dissenting opinions? I don't know. Maybe it's neither. I certainly don't look at myself like a victim. I don't care. Because every single bad thing that's happened to me in my life, I have overcome. I have overcome through sheer will, determination, and hard work. I didn't need anything handed to me. I didn't ask to have anything handed to me. And I'm certainly damn sure not privileged. And if I'm privileged now, it's because I earned that shit. Not because it was given to me. Which is why I have such a huge problem with these CDI cults that exist in at workspaces. And in the next episode, we're going to talk about that because my work, where I work, my place of employment is instituting a mandatory CDI training. Now it used to be voluntary and I had a lot of problems with it, but I stayed out of it because if these weirdos want to get around and talk about how oppressed they are or talk about how much they oppress others or how racist they are, that's on them to do so. Um, but I ain't going to get dragged into that shit and I don't want to play their little game. Right. I don't want to play their little game and now they're going to try to drag me into this and they're going to have a huge problem with that because I'm not going easily. I, I I haven't quite decided what I want to do yet. What my approach is going to be, you know, I'm either going to just come flat out with my story and just make them all feel like shit because in all honesty, what what these CDI meetings are, they are, um, they're mostly white people. Mostly white women, but mostly white people who have had very, who, in all honesty, have had very privileged lives, right? A lot of them went to college. A lot of them were um, given money by their parents. A lot of them grew up in nice places, some of the nicest places around my area. Some of them had very luxurious lives. Some of them had both parents in the household. In order to have a lot of these leftist viewpoints, you have to be pretty pampered. You know, because in order for you to focus on a lot of this like existential bullshit that they do and all this like word salad that they throw together, you have to have a pretty pampered life. Like, you're not worried about food. You're not worried about your kids, how your kids are going to survive. You're not worried about the roof over your head if you're able to sit around and think about how oppressed black people are. Especially when you don't know very many of them. And a lot of these people in the CDI groups, they don't know very many of them. Right? They didn't grow up around black people. They don't know. And that's not everybody. That's just some, you know, that's the majority, though. Like, when I look at the two people who run the CDI group at my work, they're both well-off white women who grew up about as privileged as you could possibly be. One of them is the freaking daughter of the owner of the company. So how privileged do you think she was? Boy, she seems like someone who's in a great position to tell you how privileged you are, right? My goodness. No way your your life was harder than hers. But anyways, my story is one that is is interesting and it's one I don't tell a lot and it's one that I just because I don't want the victim bullshit. I don't want people to look at me and go, "Oh, because I don't care. I You know what got me over that it was hard work. It was it was in, I everything that I have in my life right now I worked hard for it in spite of all that bullshit. Not because I hung on it. Not because I wore it like a ribbon. Not because I let it hold me down like an anchor. You rise above your bullshit. But these CDI groups, they, they don't teach you that. What they teach you is that you wear that ribbon. And that ribbon, that weight, you carry that weight your whole life. And that's just garbage bullshit, man. You can overcome any weight that you have in your life. Anything. Any anchor that you have... The power within you to overcome that is all inside of you and from God. That's, that's a team right there. You got to team up with God because we as individuals, look, we can overcome so much, but we have our limits, absolutely, obviously. The whole idea of self-help, and I know I'm getting off on a tangent here, but it ties together. The whole idea of self-help is kind of garbo bullshit because the truth is you can only help yourself so much, and then you got to rely on God to get you the rest of the way. It's a partnership between you and God to get where you need to be. But we all know what the CDI stuff really is. It's all Marxism. It's cultural Marxism. And they want to dress it up and they want to push it. But I've straight up told them and I will tell them again because this is like the two paths I can go down. One, I can tell them my story and then I can say if you and I can tell them, you know, I get offended when you say that I was privileged because I didn't have a damn privilege in my life. Okay. And then... I can do that, and then I can start going to these meetings and recording them, and then playing them on this podcast, which is what I might do. That's what I might do. Now, they could sue me for that, probably. I don't know. I don't really know how that works. Maybe if I edit it or something, but they'll say, that's our proprietary information. But I think the public has a right to know, and I think the potential customers of this business have a right to know the values that this business espouses. And if one of the values that this business espouses and has embraced is that if you are white, you are racist, then you as a white customer should know that this company thinks that you are racist. And maybe you don't want to shop there. And these companies need to start paying for this shit. They need to start paying for it because they'll drop this so fast your head will spin. That's one route I can take. The other route is I refuse to go and I tell them if they force me and I hear one utterance of, I am racist because I am white, or I am X because I am Y, I'm going to file a civil rights complaint against them. And every time I hear it, I'll file another civil rights complaint. That's my other option. And if it gets hostile because people don't agree that, because people don't like that I don't want to share my pronouns or I don't want to do this, that, or the other, I'll just sue them for a hostile work environment. So instead of going through all that, just keep me out of it, right? That's my—I said I was going to talk about it next week. I ended up talking about it today, but just keep me out of it. But anyways, there's there's a war going on out there, whether you realize it or not, and it's time now that you put your armor on, your metaphorical armor, not actual armor. Don't go actually fight anybody. That's that's fucking stupid. But put your metaphorical armor on and get ready to defend your values. But do so through intelligence. Do so through your words. Do so through your actions and your money. Start putting your money behind causes that you support. And let's effing go. Folks, that's all I got for you today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday with another edition of the Liberty Minded Podcast. Thank you so much. Please like, share, subscribe. Do all of the good things. And I'll see you all next time. Peace out.